Hello everybody and welcome. You're listening to Definitive Breaks. I'm Tina and you're tuned into Radio Carom. On today's show, I'm super excited to be speaking with an Australian musician and singer, Al Carson, who describes his music as epileptic dance music. Carson also has a new record release this Friday. So welcome to Radio Carom, Carson. Thanks, Tina. How you doing? Yeah, we're good. So thrilled to be speaking with you finally. <laughs> after yeah, harassing you, yeah, after harassing you earlier this year a couple of times. <laughs> you could... <laughs> it can be a bit hard to get a hold of sometimes. Oh, how, how's your day been so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good. The uh, new leisure centre just opened up around the corner, and oh, I signed up. So I went and had a spa and a sauna this morning. Really? So you? moved back to Northcote, is that right? Or No, where are you, Yeah, Fairfield? to Fairfield, yeah. So oh. I just moved back from the country, from Blackwood. Amazing. And you've signed up to – what do they have at the Leisure Centre? Oh, they got everything. It's brand new. they got they got spin classes. <laughs> they got Pilates. Have they? got they? a whole gym, spa, sauna. Oh, bunch sauna. bunch of indoor pools, outdoor pool. Oh, Physio. Oh. oh, that's really good. And you can walk there? How far is it? Yeah, I can walk there. It's about a K away. Oh, that's or so Or jump good. on the pushy. Oh, that's so good. Um, so you've been really busy. You've been playing a bunch of shows all year. I've noticed like you've been to many festivals. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky on a pretty good run. You have. You have. Like I saw, was it Dark Mofo? Easter? Dark Mofo, yeah. yeah. And then that weekend we played Dark Mofo the Friday night and the Saturday night and then come back and cash coached the Recklink Community that, Cup, yes. the Rock Dogs footy team, and I played. Yes, I saw that. And then we jumped up on stories. stage after that and played a gig. Yes, yes, So yes. that was a huge weekend. That was a huge weekend. And I, you've even Meredith, like you've – yeah, you've done heaps. Um, anyway, congrats on your new release um, that you've written and produced, and it's called A Bit Too Much. Um, it's your second release? Second release, yeah. I wrote and produced it with Izzy Stabs, who's oh. a mate of mine that lives up yes. in Alice Springs. But he was down, we are in Blackwood, and we just wrote this over a couple of days. Okay. Oh, wow. In the and, lounge room. Oh, and it, it's on vinyl as well? Yeah, yeah, got it pressed on vinyl. It's uh-huh. on, there's a purple one and a black one. Yes, I heard, I heard. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Um, and you're la- launching three tracks? Yeah, right? well, it's three tracks with three remixes. Okay. And yeah, so. And you've had a few remix- people mix- Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> you can talk. Yeah, the remixes <laughs> are by uh, Vessa. And Toe Cutter, Vessa's here out of Nam. Mm-hmm. Uh, toe Cutter's up in Nimbin. And then uh, Rings Around Satin, mm. which is Rory McPike. Yes. He's here in Nam as well. So, and the Rings Around Satin one, that's going to be the single. Okay. And I made a clip for that as well. Have you? On ha- Monday night. So, I just saw the – that's getting colour graded. I just saw the – edit of it. it looks pretty good 
Oh yeah, your your clips are a bit way out. I do love them. <laughs> the cap, the capo dog one, and um, so I heard you last night on the radio, and you played um, dominating the doctor. I heard dominating yeah. the doctor. I loved, yeah, I loved hearing that. I so yeah, that was quite quite fun. Um, so can you tell me about your latest track? Is is it Acid Kick In? That's the one I have. Yeah, Acid Kicks In. Yes. So there's a there's our version of that, and then the Rory's uh, the rings around Saturn uh-huh. speed mix. Okay, that, uh, which one have you got? I think it's a speed, speed. the speed the mix. speed mix. Yeah, 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 that's the one we did the clip for. So Rory's done that. Uh, my manager and partner Ray, yes, uh, described it as the three Matrix movies playing at once. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty hectic. Oh, uh, the film clip's pretty hectic as well. We filmed it at Miscellania. Okay, with Marie Pocos, who's uh, doing some clips. I think we're going to start doing a few clips together. Uh huh. And there's a whole team there. It was quite an amazing setup. Oh, that's really jollies good. and fancy cameras and yeah, it looks cool as. Oh. So that'll be out Friday as well. Oh wow. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Do you – and um, I was just going to say, and what what's Acid acid Kicks In, what's that song about? Um, uh, the song's about using mm-hmm. LSD uh-huh. as a way to relieve some trauma mm-hmm. and work through stress mm-hmm. and trauma in your life or using whatever you need to use yeah. to get through it. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. So um, Melbourne has a, a rich electronic music scene. Has that influenced your work? Yeah, definitely. It has. Definitely. Um, yeah, like the whole Innovanica mm-hmm. sort of scene there, all the Sleep D stuff. Uh, a lot of my friends are such amazing DJs. Mm-hmm. Katie Pearson, mm-hmm. who DJs with me sometimes. Milu and Pianet, mm-hmm. they're just there's just so many around. Mm. And miscellaneous other that club and mm-hmm. just sort of the people around there and totally. yeah, the whole the whole scene they got going's just so vibrant mm-hmm. and yeah, people seem to really care about the scene and mm-hmm. each other and it's a good space to be in. Yeah. Oh wow. So I sort of discovered you before ISO, and uh, I can always remember hearing Kick On, and then I was hearing Ideology all the time on PBS and Triple R. They they would just play it over and over again. I love yeah, that. I've been a big fan of Community Radio a long time, and it's pretty amazing to, oh. for them to be playing me so much. It's like PBS and Triple R is like, yeah, it's wild. I wouldn't have heard you if you know, if I didn't listen to community radio, um, you know, PBS and Triple are like a massive supporters of you and sort of now Radio Karam, I can say. In Radio Karam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be nothing without Radio Karam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there you go. Did you – and did you send your music into them as well like everyone else does and then they played it? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I did when I did my first record. I just – put it out myself and then yeah. made a little record label and just sent it to all the – I can just look up on the internet whose shows, what show you think might play your music. Mm-hmm. 
just get their email address and send it off. Made a stupid like press release. Yeah. Which kind of helps. Make a stupid press release, something that stands out a bit. Oh, and who did you so, send it? Did you send it to PBS and as oh, well? everyone, everyone, every, like everyone, yeah. every show I liked. Yeah, I kind of thought might play me, and like rock shows play me as well. And like I oh, don't know, great. I just sort of get played across the board. I guess I come from more of a hardcore punk background, and then mm-hmm. a rock background. So I play a lot of with a lot of more punk and rock mm-hmm. bands and hardcore bands and things like that. So I get to play in the clubs and, yes. yeah, at the punk venues as well. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty handy. It is, it is. Um, I was going to ask you about that too. Um, I wanted to go back on I- ideology and I bet everyone asks this question about the, you know, the whole Gary Ablett sort yeah. of part in it, like his sister was actually at this place at the pools and, you know. Yeah, you know, you drive through Geelong and there's those pools. It's like there's a couple of water slides there uh-huh. just on your right as you're driving through. Yeah. We used to go there as kids. And Did you? Yeah, I guess Gary Ablett Jr. was probably running around. Okay. And Senior was there. And my sister was a big Geelong fan. I just Wash, went to the tuck okay. shop and got the paper got bag. A brown paper bag. She's still got it as Has well she? somewhere, she reckons. She. Yeah, got him to sign it, uh, and he did the perfect dive off a ten meter platform. Oh, it's just a true story. It you is. Know? It is. It is. I love. He's not up there lying. I know. Funny stories. <laughs> funny stories. Oh gosh. Um. So I wanted to ask, like, can you tell me about like your songwriting process? You know, you talk about all these experiences going on. You know, where do you? You know, where did the idea come from to start talking about epilepsy in your music? Well, I guess I, when I was diagnosed with epilepsy, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just, I was really struggling. And mm-hmm. the whole system, the medical system, I just, yeah, I couldn't make sense of it. And it wasn't really giving me many answers mm-hmm. or I was leaving more confused than when I walked in to see someone. And then, yeah, one day I was just walking around the house and sort of had a bit of a something in my head rolling around mm-hmm. and just sort of yelled it into a device. And then that was the song, Ain't Too Great, Mate. Yes. And uh, I love that song, yes. Yeah, and then <laughs> my mate Izzy, he was living here at the time and he came up to Blackwood and we sort of threw a bit of a beat together and chucked it on and it kind of worked and... Then took it from there, and then we were making music together. And he moved to up to Alice, and mm-hmm. then he started to really crank into making beats and okay. get really good. And yeah, but now I just do it. Sometimes make a beat first, and then write a song over it. Sometimes I got something written down, or yelled into a device, or mm-hmm. sit in a room with someone and write a song. I just don't really have one way to do it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Sure I'll write do. a song on a guitar, like, yeah, mm-hmm. any way it comes to you. Mm. And just try and be open to it coming to you anyway as well. Yeah, okay. So you were um, 33 when you were diagnosed yeah. with epilepsy. Was, how, how has your life been impacted now? 
now that you've been diagnosed? Oh, it's totally changed. It's totally... Is your outlook completely different? Yeah, it's changed the way I look at the world Mm -hmm. and society and how Mm -hmm. it's made up. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm a hell of a lot more empathetic for for people, you know, that aren't... If you're at the top of the system, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. But as it comes down, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm. And that's... Like in the medical, that's the medical system, that's like democracy as a whole, mm-hmm. everything, capitalism. It's like, mm. it's just, as you go down, it just gets more and more horrible and yeah. harder and harder. And yeah, I guess I got a lot more empathy. And mm-hmm. is that, yeah, yeah. it's just changed how you, how you look, tre- how, how you... I treat my body, how I, okay, yeah, you sort of gotta, I gotta slow down now. Mm hmm. Yeah. Things start to get too stressful and I know I've got to take it easy. Yeah, you do. You have to take it easy. Um, um, can I ask, you know, knowing that having a seizure could happen any time, do you have like a backup person there just in case when you're doing a gig? Like it might never ever, you know, it might not happen or it might, you know, uh, when you're… Yeah, usually like people know what to do. All my mm. friends know what to do. Cash knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much you can do really. You just move everything out of the way, you know, and make sure I can't hurt myself on anything, any objects, sharp objects mm-hmm. or anything, and then don't come near me because you could end up with a broken nose. You know? oh. <laughs> and then once I've convulsions start to settle down, come and just put a pillow under the under my head. Yes, and yes. They say if it goes any longer than five minutes to call an ambulance. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, but, yeah. Have you got ambulance That's, cover? Yeah. Ambulance <laughs> cover. <laughs> of course <laughs> you do. i got bloody private health insurance. Yeah, good. That's a that's the kind of thing you got to start thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's pretty. Having private health insurance. Yeah, it's pretty amazing and brave that you, you know, you don't hide away from it. Yeah, well, I guess being who I am as well. Yeah. You know, I'm a white male in this society and <laughs> I can get away with a lot more than other people. Yeah. So I feel like because I can get away with a lot more, it's nice to give a bit back. And yes. It's been great for me being more vulnerable as well, mm-hmm. talking about things and mm-hmm. – yeah, yeah. Well, talking you, with other people and sharing their experience and sharing mine and and do people come up you know, to you at gigs and tell you yeah. about their experience as well? <laughs> yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I gotta just be like, oh, lovely, but yeah, I know. Right now, right not now, right now because you don't want that level. thought in your mind as well. You know, especially when you're out. Oh, well, yeah. Sometimes it's all right, but yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. I might be having a bit too much fun and be like, whoa. I can't do this one right now. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. to you soon. Yeah, yeah. No worries. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People are generally pretty yeah good and respectful, you know. But I also love a chat. <laughs> you do. Um, I love how you talk about your personal life and bringing more light to it. Um, you, you know, you've brought it out into the open, really. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people talk about epilepsy, but I mean, once I got it and then started talking about it, I just realised how many people have it that that I knew even and didn't Mm. know that they had it and people that are in bands that I'd seen play so much and, Mm. yeah, 
It's just, yeah. Do you think there's a stigma It can be quite it? silent. Mm. Sorry, what was that? Sorry, I was going to say, um, there's, do you think there's a stigma still around it? Yeah, there's a stigma for sure, but also I think it's a lot easier not to talk about it and mm-hmm. because most of the time no one can see it, then you don't have to, mm. you know. But if you do talk about it, you know, sometimes I'm a bit like, fuck, can't be talking about, fuck talking about mm-hmm. epilepsy right mm-hmm. now, you know. I feel like I'm a bit burnt out on talking about epilepsy. Yeah, but, that's fine. And that can, that I think that is why people are a bit like, ah, I just like, you know, they're probably a circle that know, but maybe mm. keep it to themselves mm-hmm, a bit as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm. So I want to play one of your songs. So I'm going to play Acid, Acid Kicks In now. Lovely. So, lovely. Is that okay? Shall yeah, we let's go? play that. Shall we play it? And then I'll get The rings around Saturn speed mix. Yes, yes. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam. Tune in. Get you going, doesn't it? The song. <laughs> Gorgeous. Gorgeous, wicked. Um, it's a pumper. Yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Um, so I tell you, I just want to talk to you about your outfits. Um, do you cre- do you create your own getup? Uh, the first one, uh, my friend Sophie, yeah, uh, Giran and I sort of designed, and then Sophie made. That's just like some painter's pants and an old sort of Levi's button-up top. Uh huh. And we just went to Spotlight and Did got you? all the bedazzling gear and just glued all those bedazzles on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we actually made another one. Did you? Is that the, the double denim? No, that one. The next one was a Sook workwear overalls. But we only sort of half finished it and then I think – I blew out in the waist a little bit and grew out of it before <laughs> okay. we – I okay. wore it half finished to one show. And then, yeah, I don't know, it doesn't really fit me now. So no. that one never got finished. And then Declan KB uh-huh. is an artist yes. who uh, painted the last one. Okay. Yeah. So that's all the flowers yes. painted. And it's actually on uh, a friend of mine's denim company really? called Flowers Denim. Oh. Yeah, so it's called Flowers Denim and then that's pretty printed good. all the flowers over the top. It looks, yeah, that one looks so good. Don't get rid of all your outfits. They could be worth something down the track. Keep them. They're a bit strapped at the moment. No. If anyone wants to make an offer, you can't, you can't <laughs> have the, the new one I'm wearing at the moment, but all the old ones are up for grabs. Everything's got a price, you know, especially yeah. at the moment. So yeah. you, the, you, I love the, the white double get up it yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it reminds me i don't know it reminds me like a of an elvis jumpsuit for some reason i don't know what if you had a cape with that like that <laughs> the double white one that you were wearing yeah it was taken from a the inspiration was a nudie suit this guy um nudie used to make all suits and this one uh-huh. graham parsons had one made with like Weed leaves and smoke coming up the legs and a stained glass window on the back. Oh, my. And so we sort of did the same thing with a stained glass window and a 
weed oh. leaf and all. It's all oh, green no. smoke comes up the legs and yeah. Oh, ace. Oh, um, but Nudie sort of made suits for all the old country stars back then. Did he? Okay. Yeah, all those bedazzled suits you used to see. Wow, wow. But okay. not the Elvis ones. I don't think not he the Elvis, the Elvis ones. ones. Okay. No. Oh. I'm but not, it is very Elvis. It well. is, it's isn't it? Time, like the know? double yeah, white one reminded yeah. me. Oh, like you know, with your poses in the photos as well. It just sort of, I felt like there's a bit of Elvis in that. But anyway, anyway, let's talk about. I wanted to talk about your hardcore band, King Brown. Have you been in a few bands besides King Brown? Yeah, but like you know, a lot of them played three shows. Or oh, okay. A couple of house shows, or so. Yeah. Some of them were just recording things that we never released anything, but just, yeah. Okay. But a couple. I was in my motherfucking Teresa. I yeah. Think. We played three shows and then. Was it motherfucking Teresa? Is that what it was called? Motherfucking Teresa, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was like a three-piece. And that was with Izzy as well, who, uh-huh. yeah, produces a lot of this with me. Um, he played guitar and sang. I played bass and sang. Mm-hmm. Another mate, Nat, played drums. And that was kind of like, I think I wanted to make a stoner band and he wanted to make a punk band. Oh. So fell somewhere in the middle. Okay. Some lazy punk. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. But I know there's some film clips and stuff on the internet for that, I think. Is there? I might have to yeah. look them up. So King Brown, is is that a reference to a large beard? <laughs> yeah, to a long neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Can you hear that buzzing? No. I cannot. Oh, that's good then. Um so, how did you how did you get into the hardcore scene? Uh, I guess just kind of from into school? the punk scene, mm-hmm. and then like a bit into like Fat Records punk, mm-hmm. and even like you know when I was like sixteen into the Ataris, and then all those like Punkarama compilations mm-hmm. and Fat mm-hmm. Records comps and stuff, and then I guess some friends started a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we all just sort of started those on a Wednesday night at the art house. And mm-hmm. they'd be playing there. Mm-hmm. And then next thing, we were all in hardcore bands. Mm. And all we did was go to hardcore shows. The good old art house. Oh, the art I house. I can't believe they got rid of that. Yeah. Anyway. Then Matt and Mal, actually, that owned the art house, ended up, they had the reverence in Footscray. Mm-hmm. And then... They moved to Blackwood, which is where you were living. Is that we right? Lived. Yeah, yeah. We saw them one day, and they were like, "Where have you two been?" And we're like, "Oh, we moved to Blackwood." Oh. And they're like, "We've been looking at a house there." Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, they still live there now with their kid Ollie, who's a legend. Oh, lovely. Um, that song, I love that song. Sk Warn. Were you a fan of Warnie? No, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask. I've got to ask. We were huge Warnie fans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Growing up, being suburban and, you know, King Brown was a little bit of a piss take on hardcore at times. The songs, the warning song was, all the other ones kind of weren't, but Mm -hmm. sometimes we'd play a song and then talk for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and then play a song and the songs only went for a minute and a half, so. Oh, like a short and sweet song. Yeah, and then just like. A comedy show for 20 minutes and then another song and then that was the end. A, a comedy show. Yeah. Like stand-up? 
Yeah, me and the bass player. And then the guitarist and the drummer would just sit on the drummer as they're talking to each other. Uh-huh. Yeah, it got a bit outrageous. It turned into, I don't know what it was. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. It was kind of a weird take on hardcore. Friends would be playing cricket in the pit. Wow. Or kicking a footy around. Really? Doing, having fake wrestling matches. Did you get any footage of that stuff? Is there footage? Yeah, there's footage. You should use One it. One of our, our yeah, the guitarist H, his dad Johnzo had the, he's got the VCR camera. Mm-hmm. He'd have it so many shows. Mm-hmm. There'd be so much art house footage, but I don't know. Johnzo's got it on VHS. Yeah. You'd have to convert okay. it. <laughs> you have to dig it out. I don't know where oh. if he's got the tape still, but he'd be at most shows that we played. Okay. Like especially the early days. Yeah. Yeah, back then, I used to, used to take photos, lots and lots of photos. Um, can I ask, so how did you um, transition from going hardcore to electronic music? Oh, you sort of said, you know, you had your fingers in both at the same time. Oh, yeah, no, nah, back then I was just I was just into hardcore. And then I guess uh, I think at some stage I kind of had a bit of a mental burnout in hardcore mm-hmm. and then I was using a lot of sort of mid-2000s Carl Williams pingers mm-hmm. and that was a bit frowned upon in the hardcore scene mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. fair enough, I was a bit of a trash bag mm-hmm. and uh, kind of drifted away and then was it like St. Jerome's and mm. Sister Bella's and started sort of working there and hanging out there. And then I still got to sell hardcore shows, but it was a bit mm-hmm. more rare. Yeah. Oh, it's naturally uh, to change. Yeah. And then I moved overseas uh, and when I came back. Where'd you go? Uh, Vancouver. Mm. Lived there for like two and a half years. Wow. What was the music scene like there? Yeah, it was good. The punk and metal scene was sort of really, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But they also loved Melbourne music. I Did walked they? into this record store and, you know, they got all the records on the wall facing out like the mm-hmm. you know, sh- the ones they're really showing off. Um, and it was all the twerps, the UV race. Oh, wow. I love Dick that Diver, scene. Yes. Like all of that music, Bitch Prefect. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, especially <laughs> twerps like, and Dick Diver. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, are you Australian? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, have you ever seen any of these bands? And I was like, yeah. yeah they're probably like, half your friends. I know. Them, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, really? Like, yeah. Well, it was like he was like fanning out on all the bands. So it was just like such a trip to be on the other side of the world. And oh, this wow. record store was full of, you know, the Melbourne music mm, scene. Mm. So did you used to come down to Frankston to see bands and stuff? Like played at Frankston yeah. a few times. Where at yeah. the PR or I played at the um, Vines, twenty first century. Oh, the twenty worst. I, I yeah. I once played at the twenty first century in the side room. Yes, the Pally Bar. Was, yeah, and it was like an underage disco, <laughs> and the whole like revolving dance, dance floor, floor yes. was going with like real bad. Pop music playing. Was it? And then we were playing in the side room and the side room was full of hardcore kids. Yeah, yeah, that's and how it was. And then these pop music kids would walk in 
and just like see us on stage and the hardcore kids moshing and they'd be all done up all yes, you know, glam, beautiful yeah. pop and be like, What is this? <laughs> it was that was a wild one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was an there was another one. Is there one down there that looks like a like a castle? It's like sandstony. Maybe that's halfway down to Franger or something. Where's that? I'm just trying to think. The Royal Oak. Now, that's Mornington, isn't it? No, not a pub. It's not a pub. It was like a all-ages venue. Oh. Anyway, I, I can't think. I would that, have been That was there. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you ever go to those um, in the city? Do you remember Metal Mayhem? Is that still there? I don't know if that's Met- still there. Metal there. And the old, oh, I used to love the old Missing Link in Flinders Lane. Yeah, Flinders Lane. Flinders Lane. And it used to be next uh, to my work, I remember. I loved it. Yeah, and then Burke Street after that. Yeah. I saw heaps of good bands at that Burke Street. Oh, yes, downstairs. That was good. I saw the Twerps there once, I remember. Oh, yeah. You know, it was something to do Friday night after work. So, out there once. After work. Oh. So, um, I have to mention, I loved reading your friendship with um, Cash in The Good Weekend. Hilarious, how yeah. you met. <laughs> it was good that It'll you got in the paper. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, me up. Like, we'll do this thing. I didn't even know what it was, and I asked someone, they were like, Oh, I love that. It's the best thing about the Sunday. Yeah, best thing about <laughs> the whole, good, that the, whole newspaper. That like, good oh, weekend. Yeah, that's sounds the best. good. Oh, wow. Um, so it was hilarious how you met. What you were walking in the park, and yeah, I, that's when I just got back from overseas actually. Mm-hmm from uh, Canada and I was walking through a par- the park with a mate and the unicorns, the old bar unicorns <laughs> footy team were, uh, they were training and someone yelled out to me. I knew someone there and then started having a chat and Cash strolled over and I was like, oh, good on, mate. You're pretty tall. And I was like, yeah, so you play footy? And I was like, oh, not for a while. Do you want to play? I was like, oh, I just got back. I was like, oh, yeah, might as well. Oh, the I haven't got any other plans at the minute. Yeah. So, yeah, and then started playing footy for the unicorns and that's how we met and away that, we went. That's unreal. And Cash still DJs for you sometimes? Yeah, Cash will be there and, on Friday. Yeah. North Social DJing. She just got back from a tour with Cash Savage and the Last Drinks in mm-hmm. Europe. Looks pretty wild. Wow. How long was that for? I think it was about three or four weeks. Okay. Yeah, I think it was three weeks, yeah. Wow, okay. So, funny story. Um, Ages ago, you put something on your stories on Insta and you asked a question and I wanted – I was curious to know why you asked that question because I replied to you. Um, Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and it was like, what what are your favourite secretly medieval songs – Re- records, <laughs> and I re- and I and I responded to you with green sleeves from Henry the Eighth, and I and I'm thinking that's all I thought of. Like yeah, I thought that's pretty good, and I didn't know why you asked the question. I've just been noticing a lot of music was a little bit medieval that I didn't think was before. Mm-hmm. I guess that wasn't worded well, but that's like secretly medieval, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Okay. Even Sleeper and Snake is a little bit medieval. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, been noticing so many songs 
Okay. I got a little bit of a medieval vibe to it. Okay. What did you think of Greensleeves? Did you think, what's this yeah. person banging yeah, on about? Yeah, huge medieval vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Yeah, yeah, you nailed the brief. Yeah, wicked ace. Um, so anyway, now I want to ask you, what music were you listening when you were growing up? Like what were you folks listening to? Oh, we had a f- like we had a few records in a record player, and there was kind of Stones and the Beatles, mm-hmm. and like Cat Stevens, uh, and Lovelace Watkins. I used mm-hmm. to listen to that as well all mm-hmm. the time. That was like he had like a huge voice. It's like a black American mm-hmm. guy. Uh, he do like. Mrs. Robinson, but mm-hmm. it's like show tunes. It was mm-hmm. like a live show. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, everybody having a good time? Ha, ha, ha. We'll <laughs> soon change that. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, let's go. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked. Sort of sing his huge, big songs. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of all that kind of stuff. And my dad loved ballads. Did he? Yeah. I don't know. All those AM stations changed around at some time. Okay. And Magic 693 might have been the music uh-huh. And now it's not anymore. I don't know. But, yeah, there was one that played a lot of those old ballads. He loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my next-door neighbour, Emma, she uh, was into punk music and we were the same age. And mm-hmm. then so I started getting into it through her, borrowing her CDs. Great. CDs and, yeah, those Fat Records compilations and Pumperama and stuff. So you still, I've got, oh, do you still listen to CDs? I saw that you, when you, you, I saw that you've got lots of burnt CDs. I used to have mega, I used to make compilations for people and everything. Yeah, well, my, my ute, uh, rest in peace, had a CD player. So I'd steal the CD, you know, and going back and forth from Blackwood to Uh the city, I'd always play CDs and, you, I don't buy CDs, but I no. have a lot of old ones. And then you just I keep finding boxes of them. Yeah. well, Pouches and yeah, it's great to go on a drive and yeah. chuck CDs on. Uh, do you know, I've got so many CDs and I've still – I cannot get rid of them. I won't get rid of them. Like, yeah, I don't really have digital music. Uh-huh. Like I've got – I reckon I've probably used about six download codes in my life. Mm-hmm. I got like a box of the things mm-hmm. that I'll use one day, yeah. but yeah. it's just either like I'll, it's either online uh-huh. or a record or a tape or yeah, a CD in the car. But yeah, I, I yeah, I'm just radio. <laughs> I'm radio every day, and Shazam's my biggest tool that I use because, and that's pretty how, amazing I, how I get my music. Like I just won't listen to anything else i just it's what i hear from the radio um so yeah um so back when you were in blackwood like were there heap there was heaps of artists and musicians living there yeah it's heaps of artists musicians yeah, yeah you had a whole a thing a going there like bluegrass scene well it was so, when we moved there pretty much because it was so cheap it's like 350 people there's a pub cafe Mm -hmm. and a post office and when we moved there the post office was in the pub which was pretty good for having a beer Mm -hmm. checking the mail because you don't have letterboxes (laughs) at your house yeah you have to check the mail every day you might as well have beer um and then so it was just tiny and very cheap Mm -hmm. no one really wanted to live there and then 
COVID kind of happened and it went crazy and yeah. everyone wanted to live out of the city. And Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess because when we moved there, it was cheap. And, yeah. you know, us artists, we haven't got much money. <laughs> and it had been like that for a long time. Yeah. So there'd been quite a long list. I mean, and the, the I, cemetery up there is full of musicians as well. Really? Ooh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I heard you're on the church committee. <laughs> Is that right? I was. I, I got rolled into being on church committee. How was that? Yeah, it was all right. Good people. The uniting, good people. The uniting church. Yeah, they they were pretty good. Yeah, uniting's pretty good. You know, they're good with queer people, and mm-hmm. they're sort of all on board with doing welcome to countries and lovely. Yeah, you know, they as far as the church go. Mm-hmm. They're, Wow. Okay. Probably the better ones, but yeah, I just they, they redone the church, and then I was on the committee to put the opening on. Okay. But then the but then COVID happened, so the church opening. I was on that opening committee for like a couple of years because mm-hmm. we couldn't open the thing, oh, yeah, <laughs> and then that just sort it. of turned into the being being the church committee. Wow. And then I was like, oh, my God, what is happening to my life? I don't know. But Oh, being on a committee. My nan would be happy anyway. Yeah. You know, she's into that kind of shit. Okay, wicked. Oh, wow. All right. But, yeah, the church, I have, I've actually used the church so many times. Like they got a big We used hall? to run a radio station. Nah, oh. it's a little one, but it's very perfect for there. Uh-huh. But we used to run a radio station. I always wanted to have my own radio station, but didn't know how, so I – set up my decks and my stereo and some mics down at the outside the church and then a couple of three people came down and DJed for like an hour and a half each and back announced and I DJed and back announced and we had our own little radio station in Blackwood. Really? But you had to come to the radio because yep. we didn't have any way to get it out and then one of my mates moved to town and we built a little radio station in my house and really used to broadcast out to blackwood little pirate radio station wow amazing mm. amazing well you know you're most welcome to come to radio Caram if you like you can get your own show here and you can have your own segment whenever you want you know we'll have you if you ever want to come yeah, i'll have to come out and i want to have a look out over the footy ground it yeah good. yeah um so um outside of music what do you do i will yeah well, I'm a carpenter to make money. Yeah. Um, but I did just recently have a seizure, so mm-hmm. I don't know what I am at the minute, just sort of floating around to pretending to be a musician. The record comes out, so that will bring a bit of money in yeah. and take a little bit of pressure off. Yeah, okay. I don't know. And I think pe- it's time to stop being a carpenter, but at the same time I know how to do it. And yeah. It makes quite a bit of money, so. We it's can st- hard. still do it on the can, side, or yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, I don't know if I. It's feeling like a bit dangerous. Okay, fair enough. Fair but, enough. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see if anyone's got a job. Hit me up. Yes, yes, totally. <laughs> um, we should do a shout out for you. Um, so, can I play another song of yours? Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, do you mind if I play Ideology? Only because it's like my. You know, I know it's yeah, been done a million show, times. Mate. I know, but I, I love it. All right, here we go. 
Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune into my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Caram. Hello, we're back. That was Ideology. Loved it. Same. Same, same, same. Um, so you're playing with Quality Used Cars and Hot Tub Time Machine to this Friday at your yeah. launch? Yeah. Marcus from Hot Tubs Time Machine was over at my place last night. We mm-hmm. were working on a little bit of a song together. Mm, so you, I was going to ask you if you're thinking of collaborating with someone. So yeah. there you go. So we're going to do a Hot Tubs. They're playing first. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a Hot Tubs song. It's not quite done, but Marcus is pretty confident we'll have it in the bag for the gig on Friday. Mm-hmm. So... We'll see there. Mm-hmm. So Hot Tubs are up first at 8.30 and then Quality Used Cars. Mm. And, wh- and what are they like? They are like sort of like a modern version of a dick diver or Ooh. a twerps. Okay. It's very singing about the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's cool. It's not, yeah, it's not quite straight doll wave, but yeah, it's got definitely a lot of that influence. Mm-hmm. I wish the twerps and, would get back together. <laughs> <laughs> you still can get Marty, you know, and mm-hmm. I think Jay McFarlane's reality guest is yes, playing a show yes. soon, which has been a while since mm-hmm. then. I don't know, I reckon. I reckon there'll be a twerp show mm. again sometime, mm. surely. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you if you've got anything in the pipeline for you down the track, but you've just sort of answered that question, you know, if you've got any oh, current projects on the go. Didn't uh, even. That was like, yeah. I'm working with another guy, Nicodemus. We've got about yes. three songs done uh-huh. and we'll be back into it next week. Uh-huh. And I got, I've got so many songs already recorded and – yeah. Yeah. But just keep playing shows and then you got your job and then you're like, mm-hmm. got to organise all this stuff. And life. Yeah. Life, life. Life. Comes around, yeah. yeah. Um, I did see your plan. Free Palestine and yes. you can do everything at the yeah. same time. I so know. Glad. I know. That it's such a shit storm going over there. Um, yeah. Um, and I saw you playing with Dinosaur Junior and just to name a few. Yeah, and Mogwai. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see Mogwai. So that would be, yeah, really good. And Cashed. Cashed and the last mm-hmm. drinks on that one. RVG. Yes, lots of them. The Lip Bombs, Ballet Lip Bombs. It's a massive line. Mega. It's going to be mega. Um, so, so where can Delivery. fans find you? Sorry, I talk over you again. I'm so sorry. No, it's I was talking over you yeah. that time. Okay, so I where- just wanted to say delivery. I'll get you out, like you know. If uh-huh. I reckon they'll listen, and then if I didn't say their name, I reckon Beck will destroy me from good. delivery. All right, yeah. good. Thank you. She's on me. Yeah. So where can um, people find you? They can find you on Instagram. They can purchase your new music through Bandcamp. Is that right? Yeah, our dot Carlson on Instagram. Uh-huh. There is. Bandcamp, you can check it out there. A bit too much is the new record. Mm-hmm. There's also www.ourcarlson.club mm-hmm. is the website. Um, that's kind of a laugh. I don't 
think it's been updated since we started the project, <laughs> but it's, there's good information on there. Mm-hmm. I think my phone number's on there if you want to give us a call. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Chat about anything. Wow. And, you know, and you've got your launch this Friday at the Northcote. The launch Friday at the Northcote Social Club. I think it's at about 70% sold out at the minute. So Amazing. grab a ticket. Yeah, grab a ticket. Amazing. So... Carlson, I mean, you know, all the best for the show this Friday. It's been so good, you know, ace talking to you. Um, thank you for letting me speak with you here at Radio Cam. I mean, you're not here, but, you, you know, you're on the phone. <laughs> so it's been a real treat. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It's been great, Tina. Ciao. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Thank you.